0: This episode is brought to you by our great sponsors. Searching for a new job could feel stressful, scary, and time-consuming. Pushy recruiters try to sell you on roles that you don't actually want, and job boards make you feel like you're throwing your resume into a black hole, never to be seen again. Hired is the world's most intelligent, talent-matching platform for full-time and contract opportunities in engineering, development, design, project management, and data science. They make your job search faster, focused, and stress-free by putting you in control of when and how you connect with compelling new opportunities. After completing one simple application, top employers apply to hire you. You will receive personalized interview requests and upfront salary information to help you choose the best opportunities for you. And the best part, it's always free to find your next job on Hired, no exceptions. They actually pay you, and today's listeners can earn double their normal $1,000 hiring bonus by signing up with the show's link. That's right. Earn $2,000 for finding your next chapter on Hired. Go to buildpodcast.net slash hired today. Project Panorama is a WordPress project management plugin that visually communicates project progress to your clients and team. At a glance, your clients can see exactly how close the project is to completion, what has been done, and what will be done next. Panorama is meticulously designed to impress your clients and save you time, allowing you to bill more. Check it out at buildpodcast.net slash PM. And for a limited time, you can use the offer code how I built It for 20% off. That's how I built it, all one word, for 20% off. And now On with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, I'll be asking a slightly different question to my guest and good friend, Liam Dempsey. Liam, how are you doing today?
1: Joe, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. I'm uh, doing very well. Thank you for asking. Thanks for having me on.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks for being here. Uh, I'm asking Liam today, not how did you build it, but how did you do that? Because we're going to be talking about building... Uh, a good community in WordPress, and and Liam ones runs, uh, uh, runs uh, a very popular WordPress meetup called the Philly Burbs meetup here in uh, can we say southeastern Pennsylvania? Can we say that?
1: Yeah, we say suburban Philly.
0: All right, cool, very cool. I uh, I my first go at living in Pennsylvania was northeastern Pennsylvania in Scranton, so I don't know where that ends and like the rest of the state begins. So. Cool. Well, in suburban Philly, per- does that make you uh, a job? Is that like a derogatory term? Do you know that term?
1: I'm not even familiar with that term, so I'm not taking it uh, derogatory. All
0: right, <laughs> job. So that was a, a term that I learned when I was at the University of Scranton, and people would say I'm just outside Philly, so they'd be called jobs. Ah, okay. So I okay. Yeah. I I, yeah. So, well, that's good that it's not derogatory. You know, I don't want to.
1: It isn't it's for me, but I'm it. not from around yeah. Philly. So, some of my neighbors who are might might take offense to it, but I, uh, it's all right with me for now until I Google that term after this conversation.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. And we'll have to, I'll have to bleep it in post or something like that. If it, if is. it is offensive, <laughs> yes. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, okay, great. Uh, so, uh, Liam, aside from um, organizing. This uh, this um, meetup. You're also one of the organizers of WordCamp US, which at the time of this recording is coming up. Uh, so you have quite a bit of experience in kind of events planning and stuff like that. But uh, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about uh, yourself and the meetup and and how you came up with the idea for doing the meetup?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I came to Philly in uh, 2009 and uh, went to I think my first WordCamp was WordCamp Philly 2010 and i'd never been to any meetup or anything wordpress related when i was living in oxford i went to a few instances a few instances of the oxford geek nights which was a fantastic multi technology meetup gathering in in jericho of oxford but so 2010 was my first experience with uh the wordpress community and i i had that classic i don't want to go it was saturday morning and i was standing next to my car and i'm like it's only 25 bucks i can just let it go i don't want to go but i got in the car and i went you know the conversation we all have to ourselves and once i was in the car i was excited i got down i parked for free on the street it was great and i had a fantastic time and i was just absolutely blown away by the welcoming nature of the wordpress community there wasn't the tech ego there was very much the hi my name is welcome nice to meet you kind of thing uh, that we that you and i now Regularly experience uh, at work camps that was very new to me and it w- really blew my mind. So I was excited that I went and I and I then started to go to the Philadelphia WordPress meetup that Brad Williams and Doug Stewart and I think Reed uh, Gusto were running now. Alex Block is involved with that now, but but at the time it was just the three guys and I was going into that. But I live far enough out of Philly; uh, it's about an hour, hour and ten down to the meetup depending on traffic. And so I was, I was looking at the meetup page and saying, eh, I kind of know that topic. I don't really want to go in. It's not worth it. And as you and I know, Joe, the topics of the meetup are important, but it's really not the most valuable aspect of a meetup. And, and I, and I found myself after the second and the third meetup where I was having that conversation with myself, I thought, you know what, I wonder if I could just start up a, a WordPress meetup out in the, out in the burbs, and I was still really new to Philly. I worked from my home, just like a lot of us do. Worked for myself, so I didn't have a, an end to the local community. I'm not from around Philly, as I said. So eventually, I worked up the courage to to ask Brad and Doug about it after one meet up, and kind of one of those, "Hey, so um, kind of I was uh, you know, thinking maybe." <laughs> and 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 Doug's answer was so wonderful and and so reflective of the WordPress community. He just looks at me with that bright smile that he has and says, you know, I think you should totally go for it because, you know, the worst that's going to happen is is you're going to choose one of your favorite bars, you're going to sit down, order one of your favorite burgers at that favorite bar, and no one's going to show up. And you're going to have your favorite beer with your favorite burger at your favorite bar. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, well, you've had a nice (laughs) night out. So it was – it was the welcome that I that I needed, and and so the next step was really to to find a colleague of mine, Corrine Chasona, who is a copywriter and marketing consultant. And I said, "Hey, can we get together and talk about starting a meetup?" and and so we did. In uh, May of 2012, we started it.
0: That's awesome, and that's like that whole story. I mean, I'm from this area. I really, you know, came into the WordPress community while in Pennsylvania. So, you know, I. I I resonate more with that community than any other community, and that's just, I mean Doug's a great you know they're all great guys everybody you mentioned but that's that's a great point you know you you pick a bar and uh, worst comes to worst you you have a beer you know and and that's that's really what it is that's fantastic so you got a, a co organizer is that right I
1: did I did I am funnily enough no part event planner or at least I wasn't <laughs> at the time you know I, uh, I when I would think about events I would think about. Fundraisers or weddings or that kind of formal affair. And I I don't care what color the napkins are. I don't care what the table (laughs) settings look like. I want the food to be good. I want there enough to be enough of it. But I want it presented nicely, but uh, I I can't sweat the details. So so Corrine's a copywriter and a a marketing consultant. And and as such, she cares about details. I don't know if she cares about napkin colors, but it seemed a good idea to have another set of eyes, uh, a smarter brain, And uh, somebody who can communicate efficiently on the the initial uh, team to start it up. So we started with that and we we registered on meetup.com and we just started tweeting about it. And really wanted to make that first meetup just be what does everybody want. I had done enough casual research online and reading to know that for a meetup to be successful, it can't be about the organizer. The organizer is the facilitator, the chief servant, if you will, but it's not about the organizers. And so by as quickly as possible, that first meeting, turning the meetup over to the to the members themselves and letting them have control seemed to be a really strong way to start.
0: That is that's such a great point, right? Because, you know, you don't you don't want to go into planning a meetup with the wrong mindset of, well, I'm going to use the I'm going to have a captive audience to promote myself, right? That's the meetup's gonna fail fast and it, that's really not what it's about it's about the community so having the first one to be you know what do you guys want this to be is is awesome because you're essentially getting other WordPress people who live locally in the room and 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 networking right so you said that that you did a, a bit of research in that did you and then that you you talked to doug right uh did you talk to this was may of 2012 right mm-hmm. so there were there were a few meetups going on at the time, right? Did you reach out to other regional areas or did you?
1: Uh, embarrassingly, no. I talked to Doug. I talked to Brad, talked a lot with Corinne. I had been to some other marketing meetups and I had gone one to network and to learn, but also to really pay attention to what I felt worked at their meetups, what would encourage people to engage, what I saw as potential challenges and kind of took that approach to, to to research. So I didn't actually talk to any other meetup organizers. I certainly would have listened to them and read blog posts about that. Some of the the things I wanted to definitely make sure our meetup avoided was becoming a an online training or a regular training meetup. Uh, people are expected to learn, but I didn't want it to be, hey, show up and Liam or Liam and friends or Liam and Corinne and colleagues will teach you. It's uh we come together to share knowledge. So I might teach one month, Corinne might teach one month, but somebody in the audience is going to teach the third month and somebody else is going to teach the fourth month. So really making sure that the group saw it as a inward investment of everybody and not a, this is a price place for free training.
0: Nice. That's, that's awesome. And I mean, it it makes sense too, because right, you know, talk to somebody in the Midwest and, and, or just in not your area and, and what they do might not work for your community, right? Every community is, is different and you have to kind of work with the the people that y- you are bringing together. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Awesome. So how do you do it? Why don't you... So why don't we do this? Why don't you take us through your typical planning a meetup, right? Choosing the location, finding speakers and, and choosing the topics. And then we could talk more generally about how you built up the, the community that you have now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... Some of the lessons that I have observed in my very informal research was that there needed to be enough space for the meetup to grow. Didn't have to have room for 50, but if we were going to start with 8 or 10, our kind of conservative number for beginning, and we were going to hopefully grow to 20 or 25, we needed to have room so we didn't have to find a new space right away. And that was one, not only to reduce administrative overhead of having to find a space, but also just so that people could come to learn where the meetup is, that consistency of we meet here, we meet there, we meet here, we meet there, rather than keep having to hop around. But within that, we also were aware, Corrine and I were aware that we didn't have a concentration of people in any one area. The suburbs aren't as as densely populated as as Philly, and there's a wider professional community. So we didn't think we would have – enough developers and designers in one little town if you will so we deliberately chose four different locations around uh, really what are the western suburbs of of philly to enable us to get in, to reach as wide an audience as possible and when we were looking at spots we wanted clearly if we're in suburbs we need reasonably free or available parking we needed space we needed to have some kind of food, some kind of drink, so it couldn't be at a library. We didn't want to get into having to cater it or, or get food in advance. We wanted that wherever facility we were to meet up on a given night, we wanted them to be able to take care of all the food and drink directly with the meetup people. Again, reducing our own administrative overhead of trying to pay for things in advance and then hope the meetups space us back or that kind of thing. Right.
0: And I mean that makes sense, right because the the more work it is for you, you know one month when you get busy, you might fall to the wayside, but kind of making everything on auto putting everything on autopilot makes a more consistent meetup
1: yeah and and the other side of it is is that it enables people to engage more meaningfully, so they're asked mm-hmm. to carry some of the load, and no part of the load is overburdening in anyone given part of it, but by everybody carrying a little bit, it enables the group to go forward a lot rather than one person carrying it for four months and saying, you know what, this is too much, I want out. Or mm-hmm. do it for a year, this is too much, I want out.
0: Nice. So so, so that was choosing a location. Sorry, I just totally interrupted yeah, you. Yeah, well, no, I was going to move on <laughs> to the next point, so you're doing it. Go cool. ahead. Cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so that was choosing a location. What about finding uh, speakers and topics?
1: Well, fortunately, even by 2010, 2011, 2012, when we started, WordPress was a big enough entity in the in the tech scene that it wasn't that hard to reach out to some people to uh, for those early talks. Uh, our first talk was a, a local developer, sysadmin guy, DevOps guy, maybe these days called Dave Kanopka. and Dave came out and did a fantastic talk for us. And uh, he does a great job at explaining very technical things in non-technical ways. So we have a real mix of people in our audience of different professions. And then I know I leaned on Doug and Brad to come out a couple of times. And truth be told, I I, I did a few presentations that first year myself filling in the gaps. But what I found very early on is that if you ask, hey, would you like to talk and just put it out to the community? Almost no one will say yes. (laughs) But if you say, hey, Joe, will you give a talk in September? Or, hey, Mary, would you talk next month? or Sue, can you give a talk about this specific topic at a time that works for you? People will say yes.
0: Gotcha. It's like that old uh, that old adage about if a group of people see somebody getting robbed, nobody's going to do anything because they assume somebody else will, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm ready, particularly in, in our group, where we really encourage our, our members to give their first talk. I mean, the WordPress community is so gentle and so welcoming that if you're going to massively screw up on your first talk, what better way (laughs) than do a five minutes in your own local meetup where everybody's going to say, great talk. That was nice. Thanks for doing that. So that really enables me to say, hey, Joe, you've come to a few meetups now. I know that you do this for a living. Could you talk a little bit about this plugin? Because you've mentioned it three or four times. Could you do a five-minute talk on that? And people. They like that. They'll say, yes, it's a very specific talk. It's a very specific ask. And, and it enables them to dip their toe in it and feel like they're giving back without having to prepare a full on talk.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like a five minute talk. I mean, if you've taken a public speaking class in college, you'll know that five minutes is not, you'll have a hard time whittling it down to five minutes more than getting five minutes of content.
1: Yeah, and that was that was another thing that I had learned going back to those Oxford Geek Nights. They had these little speed talks, and it was five, ten minutes. And they had some that were five and some that were ten. And I remember at those, those Oxford Geek Nights, just at the end of the night, having f- five or ten of these talks, sometimes I had no idea what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. But I could scribble something down and Google it the next day, and it just sounded cool. And that was kind of the idea for our meetup, is if we do two really short talks – you know, you could be a copywriter that knows nothing about WordPress, but you know this plug and you know how to install it and why you use it. Boom, there's your five minutes. Great. So that that two short talks has uh, proven really valuable to our group. One in in, in covering a lot of the topics, but two, enabling people to get started on, on speaking if they want to.
0: Awesome. And And you mentioned that your community is, well, the community, right? I'll be... I'm like an hour away from there now. I'll be living in Westchester, we you know, this time next year. I'll schedule you for
1: spring talk.
0: <laughs> perfect. That sounds great. I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I love Bethlehem, but I, I'm kind of in between places where I know a lot of people. So, not that I don't, you know, I go to the meetup here in in the Lehigh Valley, mm-hmm. and that's a great one. But uh, I know I have all, you know, family and, and friends living in Westchester. Just back, you know, back talking that. And in case anybody from Lehigh Valley listens to this, I love you guys. <laughs> But you have, a, you have a very diverse group of people. So do you – I guess th- the question I'm, I'm kind of leading towards is when you choose topics, is it – can you kind of assume, all right, like this is the group of people that are going to come or do you try to cater kind of to everybody in the same night?
1: So the answer is a little bit of everything and that's mm-hmm. the nature of a volunteer-driven meetup. Historically, it had always just been I would try to catch as catch can. Mm -hmm. So I would see people or invite them so that we would have a speaker. Joe, can you come and talk in September kind of thing? What should I talk about? Well, you've written your book about web images and you've blogged about this and you talk about this and you've got teaching, maybe something in those sorts of lines. But every once in a while, we'll have kind of a groundswell of interest around a particular topic. So autumn of last year, we did one entire meetup on the Genesis Framework. So, we had a, a couple of five minute talks about it. And then Sal Ferruello did a 20 to 25 minute half hour talk on the Genesis framework. And that was really, really valuable. And a lot of people have now in the meetup latched onto the Genesis framework as their primary tool. And so, when, when we have that mix and match, uh, that's what we try to go with. Over the summer, we started a, a GitHub account for the meetup where we use the issue tracker for people to post five-minute and main presentation ideas, and the rest of us can comment on or upvote on that. And then that enables me to, one, know what people are interested in, and then, two, have a list. So if we have somebody, a potential speaker who really does have a wide range of skills and interests and experience, we can direct them to those issue trackers and say, is there anything there that would be a value or that you would feel comfortable talking about. So it's, it's, it's enabling the group to document in a way that doesn't get lost in my email inbox, uh, what they want to hear about. And then also for, for potential speakers to feel like they're going to present onto something that really is of interest to the group.
0: Nice. And uh, I guess the last part of this multi-pronged, how do you do it question uh, before we move on to the the other ones is um, how do you get people to come?
1: So that's a, that's a quick question with a lot of answers. And I'm going to kind of share back with you in, in the way that I've jotted them here and in the way that they pop into my head, but not necessarily in order of importance or immediacy. Gotcha. Uh, one of the biggest things that I came away with in my research was the need to be consistent. So make sure that the meetup goes every month and that it keeps to its format every month so that people can get used to that schedule and begin to incorporate that schedule into their life. So we meet the first or second Monday of the month, depending on the calendar. Fourth of July falls on a Monday. We're not having a WordPress meetup that week. Mm-hmm. Uh WordCamp US is the first week of December. We're not having the uh, meetup on the fifth because we're all going to be exhausted and sleeping. We'll have yeah. it on the twelfth. So we have it on the first or the second of Monday, and we have our four locations now, and we meet at those locations. And we've—I would say we meet rain or shine, but we've canceled once. I think it was February or March of last year. There was a ice storm where. All the schools were closing early. All the daycares were sending their children home early. And so we made the call. Uh, probably not worth talking about WordPress. If it means <laughs> risking death, just go ahead and we'll, we'll give it a pass. But we, we made her shine. And, and that's meant that in the early years, I probably gave more talks than I wanted to. But at least I could talk about something that was of interest to people. And it would enable those conversations to go on. And, and I haven't had to fill in, if you will, in a long time. Because that, that consistency has enabled people to to put it under their calendars. And and because we roam, we get the kind of audience where people say, you know, I come when you're in Phoenixville because I work right up the street from there. I can't get to the other places. Yeah. They're too far. So we have this group there. So predictability and schedule is, is very, very important. Uh, transparency is really, really important. So making the meetup about the people that are attending, uh, anytime we're going to change a direction, add a topic. Initially for the first few years, Joe, all we talked about was WordPress. And at some point the group started to think, well, maybe we can talk about things that aren't immediately WordPress because they're relevant. And we've covered a lot of ground in WordPress and we've educated ourselves and we're ready to hear about design as it relates to WordPress or workflows as it relates to WordPress development. So not you know come and teach us about ancient egyptian hieroglyphics but topics that are tangential but in order to do that at one of the meetups we we had a we had a vote on it and it was just a show of hands a yay or nay and, but the group was able to vote on it everybody in the room got a chance to say yes that's a good idea or no that's a bad idea and we've done that around paying for the meetup Do we want to have it for free or do we want to pay for it? You know, pay for $5 to attend. How do we want to pay for meetup.com? That's another thing that we voted on. We talked about, I mentioned, we now have a GitHub page. We voted on that. Uh, We have a Slack channel. We voted on that. And so it just gives everybody the opportunity to say, I belong to this group. My vote matters. So that that kind of transparency and accountability is, is, is really helpful. Being welcoming is really, really important. We wear name tags. Uh, That really, I think, makes a big, big difference. It's a little cheesy. I get that. But people seem to like it. And and when I'm late, people say, where are the name tags? So I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm clearly not ramming it down anybody's throat. They want the name tags. And then I think the other thing that's worked really well for us is having a meal together. I don't want to say that we all sit down together like a family. But that we're at some place where we, we all order individually. Everybody pays their own bill. But that opportunity to to share food, share drink, relax a little bit, it creates an atmosphere that is more social, more intimate mm-hmm. than just uh, tell me what you know so I can make my business or my organization or my career go faster.
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you're comfortable enough to eat in front of somebody, you know, you're you're, <laughs> you're willing to open up a little bit more, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
1: And then making a, a, a real commitment to to the community is important. For WordCamp Philly, I think the last WordCamp Philly, uh, the meetup had extra money. So we spend the money on meetup.com and we buy appetizers at the table. And we kind of do a waste not want not. So I try to order. We try to order less than people mm. so we don't have leftovers. Yeah. We don't see it's some money left over. So we made a donation from our extra money to support WordCamp Philly. Nice. We bought ourselves t shirts last summer. Again, we voted on it. I ordered some t shirts. And and we just make the time to make sure that people know that they're welcome. And we don't we don't have that guy or that gal at the meetup. We certainly had them roll through town, if you will, mm-hmm. and they might stay for a meetup or two, but they move on. We don't force them to go, but nobody buys into their non-community focused approach, and so they, for whatever reason they see fit, they don't come back, and that's okay with us. We, we want people who are, are willing to be polite and cordial and
0: social, yeah,
1: regardless of where they're coming from.
0: Yeah, and that's that's great. It's great that you guys have that, and I know that you have a lot of veterans at your meetup too. You know, it's uh, something that you know you and I have been in it for a long time. I'll usually go out of my way to introduce myself to people especially if they're new you know I don't go to, to yours enough yet that I, I can recognize new people I guess I'm a new person but uh, at the Sprint you know at the NEPA WordPress meetup I would somebody would walk in I would introduce myself I'd make them feel welcome I'd ask them what they do and stuff like that so I wouldn't just like immediately hand them a business card or something you know because that's not what it's about
1: yeah exactly it's it's the you matter you belong thank you for coming. And and it can be that simple, that straightforward, and it just it, it makes a big difference. Words are powerful.
0: Absolutely, awesome. So uh, so you talked about paying for the meetup. The Philly Burbs meetup is five dollars a person. Is that right? Correct. So and then and you still get you know 15, 20, 25 people showing up. So uh, you voted on this as a, as a community. Was it first of all? Was it always paid?
1: No, it wasn't. The first year it wasn't. <laughs> And what I was finding was we were growing, which was wonderful. And mm-hmm. we would tell the restaurant we were going to be at, hey, we'll have 15 people. So they would schedule one wait staff and then 30 people would show up. And the restaurant was like, well, it's going to be slow. And, of course, yeah, of course it's going to be because we told you 15 right. and there's 30 of us. Or conversely, we would say, hey, it's going to be 30. And then 15 people would show up. And the borrower would be like, hey, we have two wait staff. It's not really worth our while to have two people on staff for 15 people. What's going on? Right. So I, I talked to, to Brad and to Doug and to Reed from the Philadelphia WordPress meetup about it. And they had just started charging and they had found that it really helped get their numbers and, and just make a bit of a consistency between RSVPs. Yeah. And people who showed up on the night. And as it turns out, the minimum charge you can have on Meetup is 5 bucks, And it turns out that's absolutely enough money to, to, to regulate the numbers. So we will have a drop-off. We might have 30, 35 RSVPs, and we'll have 28 to 33 people. So we drop off some, mm-hmm. but it's not that 18 to 30 and vice versa.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's uh, conversely, you know, with the with the Scranton meetup, the NEPA WordPress meetup, we would probably have about a fifty percent drop off from RSVPs. People would, and there were a few reasons for that, I should say. But one is we didn't charge. One is we live streamed it too, uh, and you know we determined that that was kind of a mistake because that's not what meetups are about, as you said earlier. So we would have people RSVP and about half would show up. So charging is great. Now, if uh, so I guess y- you or somebody else fronted the money for meetup.com at first. Yeah, I did. Okay. And so if somebody doesn't want to do that, they can they can talk to the WordPress Foundation. Is that right?
1: Yes, that is indeed the case. Yeah, that's been going out, what, three, four years, two or three years, something like that.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, they will basically pay for the meetup costs. And then you, I guess, you can you not charge for the meetup? I'm not really sure on the rules of that. I know we considered it, but... Uh, we decided to go uh, against that as well. I I know that you guys do because you charge for yours, but maybe we could talk about kind of the pros and cons of having the WordPress foundation sponsor your meetup.
1: Yeah. So I, I could tell you a little bit about why we elected not to have foundation sponsor our meetup, if that's the right word. And, And basically came back to a conversation with the group of, you know, we've done it for a year on our own. It seems to work very well on our own. At the time, meetup was only about 120 a year, and we had any given night 20 to 25 people attending, but a a group of probably around 30 to 50 active members. So they would come three times out of four over a four month period, if you will. And the conversation basically came to the conclusion was that for 120 bucks a year between 50 people, keeping the flexibility and control within the group was was the right choice for us. Mm -hmm. So that's why we, we did it. Uh, basically we amortized what's now $180 over. Now we probably have 60 or 70 people that are regulars that, uh, it's just kind of a non-cost for us and enables us to, to, to to meet in ways that are are most inclusive and convenient for us.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. So, um, you can, uh, you know, you, you're proving that you can, uh, that, you know, with the right community, with the the kind of rules you've set out, or the things that you do, th- you know, the guidelines, I should say, you can definitely have a successful meetup. Uh, and then if you are looking for a little bit of extra help, the WordPress Foundation is there, if you need it. Cool. So what are we, you know, we've talked about kind of where the meetup was, and and what it is today. Where's it going? What are your plans for the future? Anything, anything big or interesting? or?
1: Well, with the understanding that we're recording this the week of WordCamp U.S., I've not thought at all <laughs> about anything except <laughs> WordCamp U.S. Yeah. But I think for the meetup to continue to, to flourish as it has, we're always looking for new speakers, new presenters. We've done a, a decent job working towards our, our diversity, and we need to do a lot more work around that. And, and that's on all of us, but as the organizer, it's a lot on me and I, and I'm going to spend a lot of time in 2017 reaching out to groups, people of color in particular, where we haven't
0: mm-hmm.
1: been as welcoming or uh, put our hand out as far as we should have as a, as a WordPress meetup. And uh, we're going to work on that. And we may need to go find new locations as we're growing. <laughs> we set a limit of 30 per meetup just so that. Most of the places we meet at can easily handle 30. Some start to struggle a little bit beyond that. And now we're getting consistently 30, 35 RSVPs, which means kind of that 28 to 33 attendees. Mm-hmm. So it might mean I need to get into the car and start driving around to the western suburbs of Philadelphia and find some new locations. And I think I'm I'm, I'm trying to see what we can do to coordinate with other meetups. From a speaking standpoint, we've got the Philadelphia Meet WordPress Meetup. There's one up in the Lehigh Valley. There's one down in Newcastle, Delaware. Uh, there's one out in Lancaster, and any one meetup is kind of you know, for, at least from our perspective, no more than about an hour, hour and ten away. And to be able to lend our speakers probably isn't the right phrase, but for a Monday afternoon after Thanksgiving weekend, if you'll let me use that phrase, uh, <laughs> to lend our speakers to the different meetups so that the speakers have an opportunity to grow their speaking experience, but also from a networking and a community building standpoint. I think that's a huge opportunity for for growth at both a, a an individual level and then at a community level.
0: Awesome. That sounds great. That's uh, those are all things to really look forward to in in 2017 this year I guess at the w- when we release, right? But that that's that sounds awesome. And you know, working with other meetups, WordPress or not, you know, there's a there's a lot in the Lehigh Valley that are like tech yeah. tech kind of meetups and and talking to them and getting other perspectives is always a good thing. So, uh well, we are we're banging up right against time here. So uh, last question for you. Do you have any trade secrets for us?
1: With respect to the meetup, I think the biggest, the two biggest trade secrets are consistency and transparency. Make it about the group. Make it about the group. Make it about the group.
0: All right. I love that. Cool. Uh, Well, Liam, thank you so much for joining me today. Good luck with everything this week. I'll see you on Thursday or Friday. Hey, thank you so much for
1: having me on. It's been an absolute uh, blast. Uh, I love talking WordPress. I love talking to you, Joe.
0: Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to our great guest and fantastic sponsors. If you liked the show, please rate it and subscribe on iTunes, in Google Play, or whatever your podcast app of choice is. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out at howibuilt.it. And finally, until next week, get out there and build something.